are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I am on the line with Natalie of Tail Sounds and Whitney of Matches, and they have come together to form Damiana, a new collaborative effort um, that actually, I guess it's not that new. I guess you have been working together for a number of years, and eventually I decided to give the collaboration own name and its own identity. Um, would you mind going through just sort of the origins of the band and um, how this collaboration got started? Sure. Whitney, would you like to say or do you want me to go yeah. through this? Well, I was just trying to remember what year it was. Do you remember what year we were on that tour when we started to kind of improvise together? Let's see. When was our very first year? I want to say maybe 2016. Yeah, but that, I, that was right. just out of nowhere. I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. 2016 feels right. But basically, so we both had separate solo projects that were ongoing for many years. And as you know, solo musicians, particularly I think femme identified people, it's great to tour together with someone else and not go completely solo. So we got together just to like join tours. Um, this is like DIY books. So it was a lot of houses and basements and like, you know, punk spaces and some venues too, but we both had kind of the same like aesthetic and you know like playing in those kind of places too I think it had a background in like the DIY scene in Chicago and so yeah it worked really well and also personally we got along really well together so that first tour I think we booked it as doing separate sets and at some point and I don't remember Natalie if it was on that tour or if it was after that that we started to improvise together yeah I found it it was 2016 yeah that was actually I think my first solo tour by the way too Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so that was really, I was touring with Goodwill Smith before that. And like you mentioned, it was really nice to be like, oh, I love touring with this person. It's really nice to have another woman around, especially playing in a lot of DIY scenes where, and, and experimental music where it is dominated by men usually. So that was a nice breather. And like, yeah, but we, I think it may have been our second tour together the following summer that yeah. we played together. And that was just because of one of our friends. Like, even though we both, knew our music worked well together i mean we just had separate sets that we were built billing on all of our events tour so mm -hmm. the second tour our friend mike sugarman was like you guys should play a show together will you play a set together and, I, and that kind of gave us the push to have to prepare a set together though we just improvised i think in the end right yeah i think so the first few shows were pretty pretty unstructured improv and then kind of like you know take structure there are themes that come up and we kind of got to know each other better as improvisers i guess over time mm -hmm. So I really love the exchange between the two of you. You are like definitely on the same wavelength. Yeah, why do you think it took so long to sort of bring down that wall? I think this is Natalie. Personally, I think at the time it was time for me where it was mm. like, how how much can I spread myself into multiple musical projects? But I, I ended up playing less with Goodwill Smith and making more time to play with Whitney. I think that was to just make space for it. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, this is Whitney. I think another thing, for me was kind of like my project hadn't been fully improvised live like a lot of improvisation is kind of how I would compose and you know get started but it wasn't I think Natalie did a lot more like full improv sets 
set solo, but I had always done that with other people. Like I, and still really haven't done a fully, I don't think, I haven't done like a solo improvised set just fully off the dome. <laughs> and that was something that I really liked about having someone to kind of play off of, you know, listening and responding and kind of like writing music together on the spot. And it was really liberating to play with Natalie and like just fully, you know, just start fresh together. So do you sort of come into your sets with like a structure that you build around or is it just more extemporaneous? This is Whitney. Um, so I think live for Damiana, we've really been primarily improvised. And there have been a couple of times where we try to do something more structured or more like, you know, composed ahead of time. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work so well. I think we just love improvising together. Yeah, I think this is Natalie. I personally don't love uh, rehearsing songs over and over, which is just, I find it a little bit boring. The only thing I like doing in that way is classical music because I find it more challenging. So um, where do the songs that appear on Vines come from? This is Natalie. We improvised in my house together. And then after recording the initial foundation overdubbed parts after the fact. That And that's also another thing that like Whitney really showed me how to do because I also would just record my improv sessions and leave it at that. Yeah, this is Whitney. Also, Brian Sulpizio of Health and Beauty was so instrumental in this. Absolutely. Kind of as of like producer. So he was mixing, but also had a little bit of like a production hand. I mean, he's truly like a mixing and production whiz genius. <laughs> so that helped a lot. I think that like transformed it. So how do you learn to improvise then? Because that it's such an important part of your sound and just the conception of the group. But it seems like it would be pretty intimidating because you're relinquishing so much control over the outcome. Natalie here. I think I like to talk about when you are first approaching an instrument. And if you are a child doing so, you just want to bang it. You want to like touch every part of it, see what sounds come out of it. Maybe it's good, maybe it's terrible, but you just have this curiosity to sound. And I think if you begin training on that instrument, a little bit of that curiosity goes away and can be daunting. And you're like, okay, now I got to learn like how we're supposed to play it. But as a music teacher, I always say like, this might feel like we're taking the fun out of music making right now, but I promise you're going to find these tools useful to eventually be able to find your own sound and be able to explore your instrument the way you had as a child, but with some ease, with some sense of like what to do with it and not have to think about like, oh, this is how it's going to sound good because that's just within you after practicing for so long. Like you, you need time with the instrument, right? To feel at ease with it. Uh, and that could be either through like academic study or just self-study, right? If I could put it in one sentence, if you play a note and it sounds bad, go to the one right above it or right below it and it'll probably resolve. And also that repetition is a great tool for improvising because even if it's a phrase sounded terrible, the more you hear it, it's going to like lay in within itself and exist in some way that your brain begins to make sense of it. 
the most important thing, use your ears, right? So that's how you know to go up or down. Does it sound good or not? What's the thing closest to it? See if you can resolve it. But yeah, really listening. I think if you're going to improvise with other people, that's the other thing. Leave room for each other, but don't also be too hesitant um, Mm -hmm. because somebody's got to lead. Yeah, this is Whitney. So another thing that comes to mind is like the accidents that happen. Most time, if I'm having a good improv set, usually something happens in that set where it's like, oh, wow, that that was like made me curious. And so that curiosity can lead to something totally new. Also, you know, you can like pursue that curiosity um, really far. And often that has to do with repetition too. Like Natalie was saying, it's like something strange happens. You hear a sound that's unfamiliar and you're like, I want to try to keep pursuing that (laughs) as long as it makes sense. that I wanted to ask you is um, because your performances and your music is you know, so, or- so organic and you know is allowed to evolve and you know blossom as it's being brought into existence I find it very interesting that the name of the band is actually named after a plant yeah I'll try this out <laughs> so <this is> Whitney. <laughs> um, my mind goes a few different places but So this is sort of, it's a plant, but it's also an herb that's used for all kinds of purposes, medicinal and and also like ritual, I guess. So Damiana is like, could be burned or it could be smoked or it could be made into a tea and ingested. And I think maybe made into a tincture also. Um, And it's supposed to be like the herb of love. And so, you know, it's not as if it like casts a love spell, but it's like, that's the the ritual history of that herb. Um, So yeah, I think, my thought about it is less about the plant and more about like it's the like social history of it being this like ritual herb that are you know is used for like building connections between people and of course like any group this natalie sorry like any group creating a band name you make a huge list right yeah so and i just found it on my notes but i remember the initial either it's from naming the album or naming our group, we like tried out different words that were maybe both a combination of like Arabic and what else did we do? Yeah, like, that's right. Remember we were doing that? For, yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, like Yamuna. We were, Yamuna was one of the yes, yes, there are so many. And like um, Hawa, which is like air in Arabic. <laughs> oh, we went through a, a bunch. So just like anyone would. But um, I think in, in the end, what you said was pretty accurate. Whitney were like, yes, I love plants also, but uh, yeah. I think Whitney does too, but I think it was more about the meaning um, when we picked Damiana and also just the way the letters fit together and like the way it sounds. Well, um, that, that's all the questions that I have. Uh, do you have uh, do you have any final statements that you want to make? Any shout outs uh, that you want to toss out there? Definitely, this is Whitney, definitely a shout out to Max and Doug from Houseu Mountain for putting out the record. Yeah, they're just such incredible supporters and have such unique and like special taste in what they what they find that they love. I think that's such a cool label. <laughs> a lot of diversity, but also definitely has like a vibe. There's there's a zone that's in that's in all of the Houseu Mountain releases. I'm glad right. that we're part of it. Totally. Very cool. Well, for Chirp Radio, this has been Mick in conversation with Natalie and Whitney of Damiana. Thank you so much for your time today. This was a great conversation. Thanks, Mick. Thank you, Chirp. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, Whitney. Bye, Mick.
This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.